That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Dude, all right, nine beers deep. I am Seth Harmon. I'm Cody Shelton. And today we fucking get to have Whitney Finnamore on the fucking podcast. Badass human. Also, I'm yeah. already drinking. Was I supposed to wait for you yeah, guys? No, no we're bro. going. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm already like, Cheers. I've already had like two. Cheers. So Cheers. Cheers. Seth, what are you drinking out of? <laughs> it's a goblet. My fucking yeah. beer mug. That's incredible. It's heavy as fuck. It, it, I have to literally use both hands every time. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with you. Like, Whitney is a wonderful musician. Like, what are you doing uh, right now? You're in... I'm in Nashville. Yeah. So I was, I was in Nashville up until... I've been here for like two years now. I lived in LA for like three years. And then it was just like, wasn't really working out. Cody, you live in LA, right? Yep. You're in LA? That's where I am. Okay. Nice. I got eaten alive in LA. So I always stayed there for like... <laughs> So I stayed there for like three years, plus my bank account got eaten alive. So I was like, I'm not oh, going to yeah. try Nashville. Um, so I've been here for a couple of years and it's been great. Um, things have been obviously pretty weird though with like COVID. My girlfriend and I went to California during COVID, like in March. So we just got back to Nashville. So we were gone for like four months. Um, wow. So now sure. I'm back and like trying to so I do like songwriting and also like performing but like people still aren't really like writing yeah. they're doing like zoom sessions which is kind of weird it still works but yeah ha have it's you just everything found any kind of like a venue that is doing like actual like live yeah like so some venues are doing live stuff I don't know if I fully like I'm on board with that. There's a couple of times where I've been able to like play, but the shows were like very like social distanced and like people were supposed to wear masks. It's just like hard to yeah. get a lot of drunk people to actually like, cooperate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you get a few drinks and people, they don't remember that they have to wear masks. And right. like, so it's just kind of a shit show right now. And Nashville is like, it's interesting because it's like, it's a really interesting mix of like conservative and like liberal people. It's probably the most like liberal part of Tennessee for sure. But it's, I feel like you've got a lot of people here that are like, it's my right not to wear a mask. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting compared to California. In California, when we were there, we couldn't eat at a restaurant pretty much up until the time we left. And then you get back here and everyone's like, it's pretty much a free for all. Fuck. How do you feel yeah. about that? Like that's weird, right? Like that's a huge yeah. contrast. Exactly. Yeah. It's super weird. And it's pretty frustrating because we were trying really hard to do what we could in California and like quarantine and whatever and wear our masks and do all that. And then we get here and it's just different. So I don't know. And I know it's, it's frustrating for everybody, like us artists, like I feel like there's no work. So it's just like weird. I don't, I, I want to play shows again, but I don't want people to like risk their lives necessarily to come out right. to the show. So yeah. Trying to figure out a good balance with everything and have just been doing a lot of Zoom writes. So that's, I'm just writing right now. That's pretty much all I can do. That's great though. That's good. Yeah. This is a great time to do that, to dive in. Yeah. And I know, I just imagine the fucking arsenal you're going to have by the time all of this is over. 
you know? <laughs> I hope I have stuff. If I don't, I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely had time, so that's not like, an excuse anymore. It's like a year from now, we're coming out with these like, so I wrote the first half of a verse of a song. <laughs> I felt yeah. really good about it. No, yeah. bro, you're gonna have like seven albums by the time this is over. Jesus. Sick, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But what about with you guys? What's going on? You can't, Seth, we talked a little bit about it, but yeah. like, there's no. No, I mean, um, I guess I think it's uh, London, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that. Just like did their first like live performance. I think they did. Um, Again, I'm really not educated in what I'm talking about right now. But I think they did Jesus Christ Superstar, if I'm not okay. wrong. Like, cool, whatever. Like, you're doing something. It's a very specific take on what we're dealing with as a world right now. Yeah. Uh, Wait, how did they handle the musical numbers? It was Jesus Christ Superstar. I don't. Where they crucified Jesus. Remember. They crucified yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's yeah. like yeah. a modern had, day. had a non-touch crucifixion, so nobody touched the character playing Jesus. And I Yo. guess he just, like, crucified himself or something. I mean. That's straight up street drama. I know. Oh, so, I know about so, that so, shit. So, yes, oh, yes. my God. Oh, I don't yeah. even know if we can explain the, that. The chain <laughs> one. That was, my, that was always my favorite. Bondage, one. baby. Bondage. That I was my that. shit. See, we can't go in. I was like, if I say I was the bondage girl, people are like, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet you crushed it as the bondage girl. No, I didn't. I had to wear, okay, this is the part we're going to have to explain. We can get into this later. But I had to wear a swimsuit underneath my shirt because it kept riding up. And they're like, listen, we don't want you to like show stomach because you know people will lust yeah. after your body <laughs> jesus <laughs> which honestly i would have been better off just showing my stomach I probably <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah i don't even know how to explain that but it, yeah yeah mission trips and our dramas yeah. i've been thinking about that a lot lately for some reason i'm like that was crazy that we yeah. decided we were gonna just go do these dramas in Mexico. We were we went to Juarez. Did you guys go? We to were Juarez? in Juarez, Reynosa, Nuevo um, Laredo, Monterey. All a lot of places that you hear that. Sh- yeah, a lot of places where there are heads on stakes and shit. That's where we were. Whereas as Lord was me you know, house. young teenagers, and just to break it down a little bit more. So oh, Jesus, yeah, please. Whitney break and I, it down. we went to the same private Christian school together every spring break and summer this school slash the church would set up missions trips high school it's oh like, middle school high school no oh, middle, middle school, school? Junior, yeah guys. i think when you guys you were... went with us one year because we went to mm-hmm. mexicali and yeah. they would also do work at the la dream center which jesus christ that was a Ooh. fucking experience mexicali and uh the dream center is what you would do but anyway, uh, okay i so, don't know and then, what the dream center is what you, so not? that's pretty well known i think yeah. i feel like maybe i've heard the term but i don't think i ever it's a church here that bought it's the hospital from nightmare on elm street <clears throat> they bought a massive hospital and they've turned the whole thing into different types of rehabilitation facilities for like, it's actually, they do some really good stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. gang members that are trying to either get out of gangs or just got out of prison, they have like a gang release program that they do. 
And it's kind of in, like, that was what I was working with when I was there. They have all kinds of rivaling gangs, of former gang members work together. They live together and work together. So it's really tense and fights break out sometimes, but they do all the stuff. Like they literally clean the streets, like clean the parks, like help take care of stuff. They just learn to work together and kind of break out of this like mindset that they've had. They had um, drug rehabilitation facilities. They had uh, a really interesting, this cafe thing that would happen every week. And it was only transvestites and transgender people, the two coming to this cafe. And it was not, what was like, so you think church and you think they're there telling them that they're wrong. At least while I was there, none of that was happening because a lot of these people live on the street. And so they were just providing a place for them to come. And then um, they could do performances like dances. It was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a little coffee shop where they could do like open mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, They just provided a place for them to come and uh, be safe for a little while, you know? Yeah. Anyway. That sounds amazing. I mean, if it's as oh, real it's cool. and like as pure as like what you're saying, I think that that's amazing. Like yeah, that cool. part it's, was that part was cool. We didn't yeah. get to do that. We I don't oh, know you why guys, we didn't. Maybe do they that. stop. It's also dangerous no. as shit. It is. I think it's in like uh, I forget what. You part go to Skid Row. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The year that the year that we went, um, no one will know this, but it, his name's Brendan. He was getting off the bus, so they would bus us down to Skid Row. He was getting off the bus, and a pimp walked up to him put a gun in his face as he was stepping off and pulled the trigger and it was empty. And he was like, next time I'll be loaded. Stop coming down here. And he was like, okay, that was our day one. That was day one. He got a gun pulled on him. I don't, that's pointed in his face. And we still didn't stop our mission trips. We were like, we will preach the gospel. (laughs) We will. It, it, uh, there was a girl, um, Hannah. Um, Spanish. Bas- Hannah Spanish this, was my girl. We played basketball. She together. is awesome. She yeah. was on the strip. We were walking. <laughs> Her and I were for some reason alone on Skid Row, walking together. And this guy. So there was this like concrete park, and it was fenced off. We're walking down the sidewalk. This dude had to be at least six four, six five. He's playing checkers. He's or dominoes, and he sees Hannah, and he stands up and he walks to the fence, and he's like, "Hey, my man." How much for your girl? And I was like, what? And he was like, how much for your girl? He thought I was like her pimp or something. And I was like, no, she's not. She's not for sale. No, she's a head she taller. Is she's not trying to hide sale. behind me. She's like gripping onto my arm. And I was like, she's not for sale. And he's just walking along the fence with us. And he keeps asking. And I'm like, I'm serious, man. Like, she's not for sale. Like, I don't know. what. And, and she is terrified. I don't know why we didn't just cross the street. But so we're just trying to keep going, thinking he'll stop. Well, there, the entrance to this park eventually comes. So he steps out in front of me. And he like puts his hand up. And he was like, hey, man, like, I'm trying to be nice. And I'm asking you how much. And if you don't tell me i'm just gonna take it and like hannah was like oh my and then at that time so thank god my dad decided to go on this trip and i couldn't even tell you where he came from the next thing i knew this dude was just on the ground my dad just ran dude, up and fucking dropped wasn't your guy. dad like a legitimate it, cowboy like badass yeah. that's yeah. all i remember yeah. about so, your dad I'm very nice yeah so i don't even know like the guy's just on the ground and my dad is like got him by now he's got him like by the shirt collar and is like got him pinned against the fence like the little fence that he stepped out from behind and he's like go away telling hannah and i to go away and i didn't want to leave him because the dude was fucking huge but then hannah was so i just go i leave with hannah my i mean and it's like a long time my dad is just gone and we finally made it back to the group and i'm kind of stressing and then i don't know he just like shows up totally fine he's like he'll never bother you again don't worry about it 
And I was like, what oh. the fuck? But if he hadn't oh been there, God. I was like, oh well, my I'm about God. to just catch a thrasher from <laughs> this guy. Hopefully mean? Hannah this can run is... away while he's stomping me. Like, Jesus. But anyway, so that's what Whitney and I used <laughs> oh to do. God. And then we would do yeah. these little street dramas. And the bondage one she was saying, it was like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, there was like a devil character, yep. a Jesus character, a girl who bondage. There's a chain around her waist. They wrap the chain around and she tries to get out. She tries yeah, to get out. And then the they devil, pull her back. And the demons are yeah. pulling her back. And yeah. he, the devil, like, pulls her to temptations. Like, greed, right. lust, uh-huh. um, um, alcohol. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> like, the, the drinking. Other. But the best one is the boyfriend. The boyfriend, like, they oh, do the little yes. hand-to-hand. They, like, circle. Alcoholism. And then he, like... Fucking yeah, shoves her down and the devil drags her and then Jesus like asks God to let him go to earth and you're watching this and then he goes and he takes the chain off the girl. Right. Puts the chain around himself and then they pull him into the pile of demons. Right, and, and the then he goes beating Whoa. him. Mm-hmm. And then and he, he like comes out, out. he raised from the grave. I mean, yeah. to be fair, out of all the skits we had to do, that one was the most like the coolest one. Out of oh, all that of was them. the best. <laughs> yeah. Well you know, that one was like elicited the right feelings. It yes. brought yeah, to the right. surface the right feelings that, that you wanted to fe- the, the outsiders to feel as they were watching this, this skit go right. on. But so still, when, can you imagine seeing that right now, like in America, just walking down the road and being like, no. what the fuck? Like somebody just doing yeah. that? I don't yeah. know. I mean, It'd be awkward. It'd be uncomfortable. Didn't we do something kind of like that? Whitney, didn't we like we went to Did New we York. have to? We no, we never did a skit, did we? We like we sang on the street in New York, right? Oh, we probably that? did. I remember we went to New York City, but I remember oh, do you remember the Philippines? Yes. Scared for our lives. Like, See, I don't even know where we need to start. I think you guys no. have already prefaced that we all kind of came from this crazy charismatic yes. background but in college yeah Seth remember when we were in the Philippines and they had that one service where they dumped a gallon of like oil on like John they were yes. like trying to like, pray for us <laughs> which is which, yes. which is fine like I if you want to pray for me that's fine but we don't it's not like the more oil you use he was I so was, upset about that I was upset for because I was like oh my god why are they just John dumping oil and Luke oil? No, like I have a question was, for you, Whitney. Yes. On that trip, do you remember the possession girl? <gasps> yeah, I do. I briefly do, and then I remember like I remember oh, getting. I tried to block that trip out. I oh, me too. I wanted to ask you about this for so long yeah. for years. Like what your experience was with that? Because I, I remember it so vividly. Those didn't she show up to two she of our? Showed things? up. So this is the story. So like yeah. the girl comes to the worship service, right? Mm-hmm. And it was me and you and Steven. Everybody, because we went, ORU, the Oral Roberts University, we went on this mission trip with them, but also in correlation with another group. Oh, Philippines. do you remember that? That was that was that was the that was a part of the convention, right? Right. The, right. the other group we went with was wild. Was wild. Crazy. Wild, crazy. Like they That's were. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> and we were terrified. We were like talking to our leaders, like, why are we with this church? <laughs> yeah. Mind you know it's bad why. when you guys are doing that. You know? When we like think the stuff we're that you not. were used to. That's how you know it was bad. That's how bad it was. I just remember like that group, it was me, you, and, and him. Yeah. We were all like praying for this girl. Yeah. And then they swarmed us. And 
we got trapped underneath them, like swarmed, like because they were screaming, <laughs> screaming at this poor child. Yeah, it yeah. Was a child. Yes. It was a small. I think we were child. in. Yeah. It. I don't. I just remember being weird, and then I remember there being a typhoon. Our families were all watching, and obviously they're watching the news, so it looked worse than it was. A boat capsized, killed seven hundred people. We're all stuck in like Manila in the college lord knows what's happening it was just a crazy time and then we finally got to get out of there but that was like yeah philippines was wild for me but um (laughs) you do remember new zealand right oh i I actually really love new zealand that was like one of the best experiences i mean there were terrible things that happened on that trip that i'm like i'm gonna x that out i mean like like my whole like i'm straight now do you remember that (laughs) There was a whole, do you remember this one? How could I forget? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's okay. I just assumed I was totally straight anyways. I didn't even know you. For me. (laughs) I was like, this poor guy, he's really struggling. (laughs) I was, I was. I like made this like announcement in front of the Talk about like something that, is truly traumatizing that you look yeah. back in your life and are like that fucked me up and probably is still fucking me up to this day yeah but that was a, was this uh, the uh the trip that cool. you had decided you were in love with any or is it yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> not me That's <laughs> <laughs> wait what no 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 she's one of my good friends no oh yeah. i love it you i mean i still love annie she's- Super nice and super kind and wonderful. That, like, that was the last woman I kissed. Are you serious? Yep. She That's was the last special. woman I kissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> a special, oh, special man. And then, oh. then I immediately went and sort of did other things. Fucking someone. <laughs> With it, you know what? At least, <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. I made it this long. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Hey, this is the it's longest we've made it in a podcast. Way longer than last time. I think like you guys. Oh, started shit, I'm so sorry. Podcast. I broke it. I broke. Your first podcast, you were like, and welcome to Nine Beers Deep Dick, like right away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I. Oh, we're so oh. weak. Yeah. Whatever. No, it's funny. My girlfriend and I were listening to the podcast, like our whole road trip, and we're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, yeah, it's funny. Okay. That's like a God. don't play the drinking game where you drink every time we mention dicks because you're going to get alcohol poisoning, nope. you know? Yep. Yeah. You'll die. You will die. Honestly, I thought if I do nine beers, I might die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I'm such a lightweight. And I blame it's that on feat. ORU. No, like when you guys were talking about stories of like partying in college, I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't get to party in college. I was a, too much of a goody goody. I think That's I drank not like true. Two- yes, I saw I you twice. at Quick Trip with old Jakey getting some beer really? one time. Oh my god, I think we did do that. Yeah, because it was me. We were all drunk and we were going to get more beer and then all of a sudden you and Jake rolled up and we we're like, what? And you guys had beer. <laughs> oh my god. I love that. Yeah. You're like telling me stories. You're like, no, I saw you at that one party. I was like, maybe I was a little. You did drink. Uh, 100%. Um, Whitney, Whitney yeah. was just so blackout. Talk- all of her school. She doesn't remember all the That's time. That's what it was. That's not true. No. I'll tell you this. Like, Whitney gave me a stern reprimand. A <gasps> no. stern reprimand once. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I'm ready we, for the story. 
<laughs> we were hanging out at a were we longboarding or something i think we actually were but we were just in the parking lot of a co- of a coffee shop for some reason i cannot remember somebody else showed up it might have been ricky or someone i don't fucking know someone showed up and they were asking me anyways i started talking about some of my uh, dalliances with drinking and driving that had recently happened and she got so fucking pissed at me like left and i was like whoa told me, me? Yes. So I was telling oh, the story. So this Jesus. is what I, this, and let me um, say this because we talked yes, about this. Yes, Whitney, it was for Jesus. You put him in his place for Jesus. <laughs> it, yes. it was oh, sort man. of for Jesus. It was more for Rick, <laughs> but we'll break that down to just to sell like we make jokes about drinking and driving it's not funny but how i coped with a lot of the poor choices i was making is that i would say them out loud because i didn't want to trick i just basically wanted to always like you can't trick yourself if you're telling people what you do because people will then now know you're as much of a fuck up as you really are that was my mindset at the time but the only way for me to approach it without crying was to say it like it's a joke yeah and i had done something really bad recently and someone was asking me about it and i was telling them and i was laughing you got real pissed and told me how funny it was not, and then left. And I was like, oh. I feel like in a way that's sort of bad, so I feel like that wasn't me, because I wouldn't have been able to be like, that's dumb, and then like no. walk away. You definitely I wouldn't have wanted to like, well, but let me explain bitchy, why. And maybe it'll I make... still have, yeah. So, and I felt really bad about it. And so I called you or I texted you after you left and was like, hey, I wasn't trying to make a light of this, and then you were basically yeah. like, I didn't mean to come out so hot but you're telling the story and i'm just thinking about rick which is her brother and like how you could have like he's out and about driving around and what if you had gotten in an accident and like hurt him or something and you're like yeah and so you're just like saying how and uh, anyways i took that to heart i really did I tried to be more considerate from there on out. Anyway, but yeah, you definitely oh were one of the God. first people to ever reprimand me for my choices. Okay, I'm okay. Here's the deal. Yeah, first of all, sorry for reprimanding you. That wasn't no, 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 no. So funny, but no, I mean, I think it was so. It's so funny that that's like how I was in college and high school because I was doing that shit after. Like, I feel like I had my time of being crazier when I lived in LA and making all the choices that I would have maybe called someone out for. I was doing, you know? And so it's just, it's funny how life is that way. But that is so funny that I did that. I think I was just playing like big sister and I felt like I needed to be like, like, I don't know. Truthfully at this time, I really needed it. I really needed it. I was in a bad, bad place. So everything you did, you weren't reprimanding. And also at the same time, you and PK both, and I don't know why, because like we, we grew up together, but yeah. we didn't hang out a ton. And then at this time, you had started reaching out to me and so did he. And then you guys yeah. were both inviting me to go to like, to what was it called? 3D or something like that. <laughs> anyway, like, but I really safe? needed that. Like this all played into me, like sort of sobering up wow. now, granted. I'm on a podcast now, but I was really on a fast track to killing myself. That's not even an exaggeration. Like I was making horrible choices at the time. Jesus. So, I, never knew, I never knew that. I mean, I knew you were like, yeah. I don't know, like living on the edge. <laughs> but yeah. like, well, it was, I, well, I made the, I took a really somber turn. I didn't mean to. I thought it was just funny that you were one of the first people to ever like really get on to me for something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We can move on to something lighter. It was like, oh, it's okay. you helped That's me. Crazy. I'm grateful <laughs> to you for that. that. I, there's so many things that I remember so vividly about victory and college. And then there are things that I like, I don't know if I tried to block it out because for me, there was oh. a lot of weird like trauma 
not trauma in the sense of like, but just like emotional, like weird. That's absolutely yeah, true because I have that same problem where like there are specific moments in my life that I think that in just in my mind, I've, I've blocked them out yeah. because they were so dark and twisted that they don't, I, it doesn't line up with my uh, line of thinking anymore. And so it's kind of like, well, then that's not something that I need to worry about anymore. And I think that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, maybe I, like, maybe so deal, because... maybe not, I'm not a therapist. So like, maybe like <laughs> deal with your shit, but also but yeah, like, I think for me, like, and I don't know if it's the same for you guys growing up the way we did. I mean, I was in victory from K five to 12th grade and then ORU all the way through. And it was yeah. just like, once I got out of that not that all of it was bad I made some really really great friends and like still have friends from like kindergarten that are in my life and we've all kind of evolved and like moved along but like a lot of that stuff was really damaging to me just stuff we were taught about like even in Cody I don't even know like with like victory I think it was so focused on we don't have to shit on I I don't want to shit on those places because I don't really regret anything it's just like there was a lot of guilt and so that part, yeah. I think I try to, I'm like, I, I don't want to try to keep up with trying to be perfect or be this like person who never sins or whatever. Like right. there was just a lot of that, that I was just like, you know what, this isn't resonating with me anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I, Co- I, Cody and I have definitely talked about how oh, yeah. that atmosphere that we have been raised in. I mean, you and Cody specifically <laughs> went to the same church, the same Christian yeah. school, high school. And I went to a very similar Christian high school and church as well, which is also called Victory, by the way. Um, Really? Yeah, it was. And so when I came to ORU, like, I feel like when we got to ORU and we started experience life, like, we truly started to understand the damage that was, had been done to us from the beginning. And again, I don't want to, like, sit here and be like, oh, we're huge damaged people, but, like, there are things that we as humans need to learn and we weren't taught that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like of how yeah. to deal with our emotions. It was always like if you had an emotional response to something or something happened to you or if you did something, it was always a, well, then pray. Mm-hmm. It's not God's will or it's this. And it's like there are so many other options other than that. Like, yeah, it might fall under that. It might fall under this like faith category of like there's a higher power and all this. But like sure. also it might be other things like yeah. just life. Yeah. Like it could right. just be life. Like we could just wake up one day and, you know, that shit happened to us. Like and we can deal with it as humans. Like we don't have to always put it on God or the devil. Like we can put it somewhere else. Yes. There's other categories in life. Yes. It's um, imperative that's that the we damage. Do. Yeah, right. Um, I think that's the that's where the trauma comes from. That's where the damage comes from. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, it's it's you're right. It's not always a God thing that you might be yeah. dealing with or whatever. Like it's important. Right. That, I don't know. I think it can be right. really a really dangerous place when you don't allow people to like feel like they could like go see a therapist if they need to or they have yeah. depression. Maybe it's not that they're falling away from God. Maybe it's that they actually have depression. <laughs> like, right. those are really serious things yeah. that I don't know that we're ever really, they're like very taboo topics, I think, right. for us. And right. I, I just don't think that that's, I don't think that's okay. Well, I mean, and even in that world that you grow up in, even therapy is like, I guess, what's the term? Um, like pigeonholed into Christian counseling and Christian yeah. therapy. 
Yeah. So like you can't even like go and express your true feelings because everything is then brought back in that counseling session to God. And it's like, well, can we talk about something more? Can we talk about what life is about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. can we talk yeah. about something that's like bigger than religion and faith, which I think is very important. Yes. But it isn't the, I don't know. I'll, I'll stop talking. Oh, dude. No. I mean. No, it's good. Um, yeah, go for it, man. I, I, because definitely all three of us have experienced this. And I'm certain the majority of people listening to this that grew up in similar environments or just have ever experienced the environment has the same thing. I mean, fucking me and uh, another gen- – I know we're dropping a lot of names in this podcast, but uh, McAfee, yeah. a kid that went to school with us, we watched a chick – and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hi- – I'm just using this as an example. I know I keep yeah. hijacking this with the stories. We worked there. It was summer. Our job was to set up for church. But in the summer, we worked like five days a week. And so they just didn't have shit for us to do. And this day, they were going to have a scrubbing stairwells. No. And one of the supervisors, she came in – Uh, to the stairwell and she was like hey i need two people to go over to the records building which was a completely different building to shred files which let me tell you we read everybody's file they told us not to we read and they kept tabs if you ever gave a testimony if you ever went up to an altar call they had it in your file we were reading shit what do you mean we were reading shit like Everyone school? had a file. I had a file. I found my own file. Did you like burn had, it? Like, I would have burned it. it. I would have burned it. Oh, no. File. Because mine was actually only good shit. <laughs> it was just like trips I'd been on, testimonies I'd given, things that I had that had been recorded somehow. If you had ever written out like one of those like prayer things or whatever, they had yeah. that shit. Um, anyway, she was like, we need two people to go over to files to shred files. And she picked me and McAfee. And we were so pumped because we were about to scrub fucking stairwells. And I remember this. They were walking us outside telling us which building to go to. And I was like, it's going to be a great day. I can feel it. As I say this, this was like (laughs) a Tarantino film. This woman pulls out a gun right in front of us and blows her fucking brains out. I did not think this is where this was going. But I remember this. So Matt and I were walking to my car. My car was uh, parked. Uh, so like, you know, the lanes that you drive down, she was on one side, I was on the other. And then we're walking out the front door and we're both excited. And the supervisor is telling us where to go. And she, I, all you hear is this woman from the bookstore be like, no, 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 no. And we look up and she just blows her shit all over the side of her car. And I remember she fell obviously cause she died. Her arm got hung in her side view mirror. And she was like no. hanging and all this blood. And I remember looking at it being like, if I saw this in a movie, I would think it was fake. Like how she was hanging from a little tiny mirror. And I remember McAfee's little legs were buckling and he was praying in the spirit. Like, oh, no, no, no. He was like leaning on no, a clock. No, he wasn't. Stop. Oh, my God. But anyway, fuck it. This woman, I mean, and God help her. I probably would have been doing the same. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have as well. Someone just delivered me another beer. Aw. Aw. Oh, it's a twisty. Ooh. Or maybe I'm just really strong. Sorry. Um, What the hell? Is that all he did? Like, no, he didn't call? Like. Oh, no, no, no. Things were... Okay, so there were four of us walking out. It was the supervisor and yeah. then um, um, a woman that worked for facilities. Her name was Ginger, and she was one of the best people <gasps> in the world. She probably still works there to she this day. She was great. Ginger was great. Ginger, I hope you're alive and well. Ginger had seen some shit. And you know how I, I know she had seen some shit? She's a badass. She didn't fuck around. She was a big, strong woman. I don't, 
I mean, like tall, like tall, strong woman. And she, she would a, fucking she hit fit. you. She didn't give a shit. But how I know is that, so the woman from the bookstore, so the woman had gone in and asked to speak to a pastor. That's what happened. And you know what, you motherfuckers, you tried to keep my mouth shut. And now I'm telling it on this podcast. I hope this is the most viewers we ever have, you fucks. But anyway, so oh the woman Christ. from the bookstore. 20 years later. <laughs> hey, but let me, when you hear why I'm so bitter about this, okay, it'll make sense. I'm ready. Oh, so yeah. And before you even tell the prayer. story, I believe everything that you're about to say. Because I grew up in that same exact environment. I know that it's going to be fucked up. It was fucked up. So, like, I'll skip all this. So, woman wanted prayer. It was at lunchtime, just before lunchtime. And all of the staff was gone. She wanted to only speak to a a pastor. Now, this is the disclaimer, is a pastor would have 100% spoken to her. I have no doubt of that in my head. Yeah, right. But they were all gone they've gone to lunch together because they have been doing meetings and so the woman said as soon as they come back you can speak with someone or you can speak to me or we can find somebody else and the woman was acting weird and then walked out so the the woman working the bookstore was concerned because of how the woman was acting and was following her when the woman saw that someone was following her she fucking scurried over to her car pulled out this fucking dirty hairy gun and blew her goddamn brains out right there and so oh. then the, the bookstore woman's screaming, McPhee is crying, his knees are buckling, he's praying in the spirit, leaning on a car, trying not to pass out. And then I'm sitting there thinking about how this doesn't even look real. And um, the woman, the bookstore woman is screaming, is she dead? Is she dead? And Ginger just fucking strolls right over. So the woman's hair is like hanging down in her face. And Ginger just flips the hair back. No, t- blew all this shit out. No <gasps> eyes in the sockets. And Ginger just calm as a cucumber. It was like, oh yeah she's dead so then we're standing there and no one really knows what to do teen uh the supervisor is calling the police and then ginger walks over to us and is like you guys might want to get out of here because they're going to just keep you for to, to answer questions. questions that you don't yeah. you know there's enough of us here just go right and so we just got in the car and fucking drove to the next building nobody knew someone called the woman that was supposed to be telling us what to do after we've been working for like an hour and a half and their mercy was they let us have a an extra long lunch we got an, a full hour lunch that day and then on monday we had a meeting all facility staff the supervisor came in and said there was an incident that happened on friday or whatever day it was if you were there you witnessed it you saw what happened and you tell anyone you're fired <laughs> because this what? is why. this is why because oh if we go around talking about what this woman did in the yeah. parking lot it could affect the church if it affects the church it affects jesus no now, i but this is what um i'll say wait what 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 yeah. finish your story yeah. and then i'm gonna interrupt you because i know you how much you don't like no when no, I no, interrupt no. You, i mean so i get it's outrageous but... and it like but there was like no hey do you need counseling i know you watch someone right. literally blow their brains out there was never any consideration in that and i put all that fault on the lower level people. Like, I think if the head pastor of that church would have known, I know for a fact, if that, if he had known, what do you mean, it would have no? been handled a different way. He knew that somebody killed themselves. He definitely the did. You know line. why? Because a year later, someone else died. I, I was, was there. just about to say that. I, it yeah. happened outside of school on the yeah. sidewalk. Wait, didn't okay. Yeah, yeah I did. I um, have questions. I have questions. Do you think that the pastor of the church did not know that somebody can blew their fucking brains out. No, I think I think he didn't know how they handled it. I think he didn't yeah, know how they handled it. I wouldn't be surprised it. if he didn't. So There's he didn't like, say who was there. I need a list right. of names of who right. was there. He didn't you don't think he said that. I don't think I don't think they like knew that. that I was there. And this is why this then is why I say that's this. bullshit because of every single yeah. person 
that was there that knew that you were there you sh dude that is trauma that is true trauma that yeah. you, you should have had extensive therapy for that yeah that's well, fucked up and instead yeah. you were offered you talk about it you're fired yeah. what <laughs> but hey but this is what i'll say because i do want to defend the passer because the guy really multiple times tried to help me out in my life he really did mm. because like i said a year later I was involved in another incident where yeah. someone died, which was even sadder. And I don't want to talk about it, but he made a point of reaching out to me on more than one occasion. Okay. So, so that, that's yeah. why I think, and then years later, dude, after, mm. so I was invited at, I was allowed to leave the church. I was super involved in it at the time. I was allowed to leave after this last incident <clears throat> because I was not handling it as well. But even years after that, he would f fucking reach out to me. Just to make the sure top, I was okay. Top, top pastor. To reach to make out sure to, I was to okay. make sure that you're okay or to reach out to make yeah. sure that you're not no. talking No. No, no, no. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, to, talk, he wouldn't get sure I, this, okay. this, I am not being cynical. I just, I, I know who, I mean, I know who the pastor is. He always seemed like a really wonderful human. I think he was. And so I don't want to, but yeah, like, I truly don't know because also with this incident, the fact that he didn't know that you were there makes me yeah. more concerned about how the church was ran and how well that's my point that's i my think point. a lot's a lot has changed now but yeah i probably can't really speak on that much because i haven't been there in a while i know right. a lot of people still involved but cody i think you're absolutely right that i think if he would have known that would have been handled yeah. differently just because he yeah. was so he was a caring he, well, he was like, not he really political was. because i i only ever heard heard good things about this guy yeah, yeah. well only and that's and, why i'm still like blown away right now because all these people that are underneath him that were keeping shit from him that's fucking bullshit right i blame them i don't blame him right and whitney i know you can probably speak to this i know you had a, a good relationship with the family and and stuff yeah. like that um i know i it's hard i have mixed feelings about that church but i do know that the heart behind that church is good i think it's yeah. pure and i don't think they handle everything perfectly but i do think that they try yeah. and on the things they can control they try to do it the right way and what they think is the right way you know but yeah, yeah. I, okay well i'm gonna go play like devil's advocate over here and be like play devil's I advocate. In a very, I, I i just grew up in a very similar church and so like yeah. i understand like okay so you're doing everything right well what does right mean in their yeah. eyes like that's right. really fucked up just the stories yeah. that you just told is like it's hurting my mind um because you look at like jehovah's witnesses like they have their own like what's the word tribunal or whatever where like mm -hmm. they have their judges and like Mm -hmm. they they if you go to the police about like a rape like that's against their religion and so everything happens in the right. church their judgment so like then what is what's they handled it right i i think that that's my question and that again is not put on specifically what you're talking about or the church that you're talking about right. that is what you're talking about where i grew up other religions and like how they it is specifically religions in the US, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, Scientology. Like I've tried to like educate myself to try and help understand this stuff. But like at the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, if it's all up to like to the head of the religious department, then what is, if they're making the rules, then what does it matter? 
I don't know. Maybe I'm drunk. Maybe that's a far-fetched thought, and I'm just being well, like an asshole. No, I don't mean I to do. be an asshole because I don't want because I do no. love no, you don't. the church. You don't. Tell I do me. love the I do love the people that I grew up with, like the church right. that I grew up. I do. There are people that I love and that I truly do respect, and them. And then also, I was in Tulsa for seven years, and I did attend right. the church that you're talking about, and I was at ORU, and like I I experienced all this, but at the end of the day, like what's the what's the line of enough yeah i think the that, problem with that am i saying is, something um, am i saying something that's like weird i don't know no, I feel weird. you're not and you're right there should be things that are happening that, but the issue is like especially when you get something on the scale of the place that we're speaking of it was humongous there are so many people that story had to get through before it ever got to him yeah and the truth of this is yes there are a lot of good people there doing good stuff with good hearts, but there are also some fucking tools at the time. I'm not saying now that were in leadership positions that in my opinion, abused what they were like, what people wanted, which was to be close to God and be good. They could use that shit to basically get what they wanted to manipulate people. Yeah. And And also they didn't want to seem, yeah, like they were weak or they couldn't handle it. So they would just not tell certain information. You're right in thinking that there are so many scenarios similar to this where the outcome really is a fucked up outcome where it's like, okay, the church is saying this is the right way to handle it. But, you know, if it's not benefiting people, like if you're not taking care of people's needs like their mental health and you're brushing things under the rug for the sake of the church or god or whatever that's fucked up you know so like and i think i truly believe in this situation it was just one of those things where i think there was a that church like cody said was huge there were so many things that slipped through the cracks and did not get addressed as they should have been addressed and i think like i said it's hard to talk to those things now but i think they are trying to fix a lot of shit but like yeah when you have an organization say organization whatever church business whatever that large oh it's you're right you're right it's hard but but your your concerns are valid i think if you're going to have something that big then you need to have you need to have the ability to handle that shit when it happens like not um what is it called crisis management like you can't you you need to be able to have that set in place as as you grow start right. to implement those things because shit like this will slip through the cracks and that's like that's not okay right this is something that i i specifically think is super important within the church because of it was not accessible to me is i think hiring therapists who yeah. you know what they can be christian whatever but it shouldn't be pastors counseling people who have been through trauma you need true therapists yeah, I think it's a newer thing now for people to start talking about therapy within the church. Like like I said, I don't I don't even really go to church now at all. But when I went to Victory, even a couple of years ago, I popped into a service and this was during a time where a like pretty prominent pastor had just taken his life and like it kept like happening and so one of the pastors stood on stage and like asked every single person in the congregation that is a therapist to stand up. And he said, look around. If you're struggling, these people are here to help you. Telling people it's okay to see a therapist. But that was the first time I had right. ever heard that. That's, that's never huge. happened. That's never happened no. yeah. to me. And I yeah. think that's super no, I, important. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I, it was good for me to see that from that church because yeah. 
I had struggled really heavily with depression and anxiety and like never heard from the church that that was something that, oh, you know, can I go, like, is this something, is this like a spiritual thing I'm dealing with? Or like, is it just, do I need to just take some medicine? I'll be good. Like whatever. But anyways, and that's a whole nother thing. But like, I know specifically this church, you know, has recently, and at least in the past five years, started talking about the yeah. importance of mental health. I, I love that. That's, that's super important. I love that. Can we take like a five minute break and go to the restroom? Beer break. Yeah. And then Beer we can break. come back in and we can uh, talk about something fun. That's not. <laughs> yeah, like Whitney. Not like, oh my God. Like maybe I let's knew. talk about we something. Like, okay, like, yes. Awesome. We, how do we, tra- how are we going to segue into like, and someone blew their brains out. Tell us about the, oh my God. <laughs> when you come back, right. let's chug a beer. Oh, okay. fuck yeah. All right. Fuck no. Oh, there's a cat behind you. Oh. Oh. Blade. I'm, aller- I'm allergic to cats and Wait, dogs. You stay, you stay Oh my God, me. what? I, I did cats. say. I know. How did you survive? I didn't know that. Seth, I barely survived. <laughs> All right. We're, oh He's my like, God. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck! I didn't know that, girl. Well, I'm not gonna be like walking your house, and be like. By the way, I'm allergic to cats. Why don't you lint roll this? <laughs> Put a bullet in my head. Oh wait. I have heard this song. It's a wedding Where's singer, it? baby. Oh yeah. That's, That's how we'll segue. Hello. Uh, <laughs> were you guys singing? Cody was yeah. singing. <laughs> the wedding singer. Oh man. Okay. Whoa. I don't even think I don't think I've seen that movie. Oh Isn't that bad? my god. What? I know. It's what's the wedding singer. It's Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah. Oh, the perfect yeah. couple. I used to have the hot for Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. I get that. I Fifty First Dates is with them too. And it's good. Ooh. I've got good chemistry. Fifty Fifty First Dates is one of the best movies. Yo, we're gonna try this beer or what? Winnie, you don't have to do it. I want no pressure to. on that. I'm ready. Let's see who are wins. Seth, are you ready? Well, not gonna be let's me. Be re- okay, before we all start, let's all understand that Cody's gonna win. I don't yeah, know. Whitney, Cody, Whitney's I got know. pipes on her. She might no, drain my the beer. Esop- I don't. My esophagus is the size of a dime. I, I, <laughs> I. The only reason I'm saying this is because Whitney literally said to me, one beer, two beers, I'll be, I'll be done. I oh. literally, I did say that, and I'm yeah. already tipsy. This is what I Acceptable, girl. I'm right there with you. Bud Light Lime. Oh, yeah. The unofficial sponsor of this podcast, Brewed with Real Lime Peels. It's going to take me a long time. Cheers. It's okay. All right, cheers. I win. I lose. Hate to say I crush you we're fools, chugging. but I crush you fools. This is yeah, my well, girlfriend. We all Kendall. knew that you were gonna crush I know, us. Hey! Hi! She can't hear, oh. hear but she's waving. Well, uh, tell her that I said hello. You tell her. They that say hello. I love her. No, they you tell say her. they love you. Hi. Hey, Hi. Not, can I say this, Seth? Can I say this, and it's not yes. in a weird way? Yes. What? You two. What? Smoking hot couple. <gasps> like Kendall. It's true. It's yeah. true. Cody no, that's, just that's where are you? Cody just Straight said up. not in a weird way, but we are a smoking hot couple. Straight up. That's fucking true. It's fucking she true. Just, not even she just you? laughed. She just laughed what? and walked away. It's a truth. <laughs> before okay, before we move on, I would like to tell a story about Whitney. Do it. Are I'm you scared. Ready? I no, don't be so. scared. So 
This is an amazing. I still haven't story. finished my fear. <laughs> so I saw Whitney when she came through in Chicago. She was here in Chicago. She was performing and um, city winery. And so, like, city winery is like set up with like long tables and like everybody's drinking. There's food that comes out. Like people can order food. I understood what the audience was about to experience before you even came out. And I don't mean to like sit here and like toot your horn or anything like that. But like, I'm sitting there with my, my friend Rex, like we came to see you and um, we're sitting there, we're like having our drinks, we're eating. You come out on stage and you say a few things and like everybody's kind of like paying attention to you. You start singing and the whole fucking room goes dead silent and everybody's <laughs> heads like turn and like look at you because you're fucking amazing it was well, a, it was such an amazing moment for like for me as your friend because like i knew that i know that you're amazing but then like looking around and like i was more paying attention to everybody and like how one like how dude. everybody stopped what they were doing sat their fucking wines down put their food down like and looked at you because when you open your mouth, you produce this beautiful music from your fucking voice, which is just like, it's such a hard thing to describe and such something you can't even like put into like words because Damn. it was an, an immediate response from the entire room. Everybody turned to you because you're amazing. So that's my story from Whitney. Jeez. I'm going to second that. I'm going to second that because I had a similar experience. And anytime I talk about you, this is yeah. the story I tell. So I hope you don't hate it. Youth group. We had a youth group that was close at the time to like a thousand kids. All right. That didn't give a fuck. A thousand <laughs> kids in a room that couldn't <laughs> care fucking less. And let me tell you how a normal church session would go the worship team would come up and start singing and about two to three songs in people would kind of stop talking, you know, cause you get that many teenagers yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Whitney. It was the first time you ever led worship at the youth group. Everyone's fucking talking. We just got in. She walked up and it was just her singing. I don't think the music had even started playing yet. Everyone at one time shut the fuck up and it was, immediate um, and that's when i was like holy shit because this is the thing is like like i said i've known you in some way or another since i was yeah. like 12 years old 13 yeah. years old didn't know you were capable of such a thing until this moment and i was like holy shit of you and this is me not buttering your dick whitney this is me just Please. telling you the truth that like butter my dick of, of all the people we know and we yeah. know more than one yeah. famous person you deserve it the most and yeah, I wish and hope it for you because absolutely. you have such a gift. Yeah. And that's not yeah. bullshit. And anyone that listens yeah. to you, especially that gets the, the opportunity to see you live, it's like yeah. some yeah. kind of energy that you put off in the moment that is like, anyway. No, that's you're an incredible I, talent. That really yeah. means a lot. I don't think you understand how much that means because, as you, well, no, you do understand. Because, like, as artists, we can't see the right. effects we have on people. And I feel the way. They, like, like it's funny because when my girlfriend and I were listening to you guys on your podcast, I was telling her about like y'all's like you guys both do acting and shit like that. I'm like, they'll make it. Like, they're gonna be big. Like, they're. I mean, I it. I just see it in both of you. And so, like, 
I'm just waiting for the day where I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Well, there's Seth. Yep, there's Cody. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. And so, like, to hear those stories, uh, like, I don't see those things happening, you know, when I'm playing. And I, there's ups and downs in the creative industry and what we do Absolutely. as artists. Yeah. Right. You have right. moments yeah. where you're like, dope, okay, that, I feel like this is good. I feel like I'm doing okay. And then you have more stuff. So, like, I definitely, it's not, like, it's not stroking my ego when people say nice things. It's literally like, oh, cool. Okay. I guess I'll keep going then. Because yeah, me, like, for, it, for me, that's how I feel. It's not like I'm like, yeah, that's fucking right. Yeah. No, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, okay. It's making it. I, there is, it's worth doing because something positive is happening. There is an impact that's happening. It's not all just in vain. Right. Otherwise it's just fucking, it's, it's Man, all in isn't vain. that the struggle? Know. You know, yeah. Like as, as the person, you're just like, God, what the fuck am I doing? It, you know. <laughs> yeah, because it's literally trudging through. Oh my God. Like, yeah. That's how being an artist is. Is it's kind of like drag, yeah. literally physic. Like you feel it, and you never know what effect you have on anybody. You never will. That's the weird thing. Yeah. I mean, like will. yes, these stories, but like there might be somebody that's seen you guys act that was like, holy shit, that impacted me. And they didn't get the opportunity to tell you. That's kind of the weird shit that what we do isn't like, we're definitely not always making great money from it. And we're also Fuck, not no. hearing how it's impacting <laughs> no. other people. So it's a really no. weird, like, it's a blessing and a curse. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. something that we know we have to do. Right. But right. then it's like, oh, we have to do it. Like, but, right. but also that's the truth in the end regardless of how it plays out we've lived a full life you know yeah. and one of my yeah. favorite things to quote is brad pitt <laughs> when <laughs> he was on inside the actor studio and yeah. they were at because the guaranteed at least one person will ask that any any person on that show how do you make it and this is the mind fuck of what all of us are doing because seth you're incredibly talented whitney we've already talked you have incredible gifts and it does not necessarily mean right out the gate you're going to be fucking at right. the level you deserve. Right. This is, you know, this is yeah. all the artists in history yeah. that weren't even famous until they were fucking dead, right? They yeah. never knew it for a, a fucking day, yeah. but they still dedicated themselves to it. So this is a mindfuck of our profession is that you love it. You're so passionate. It does not matter, right? It, it, yeah. There's so many things that play into no, this. No, which, what a weird thing to think about because like, like when you're like a doctor, when you're a lawyer, when you're like all of right. these things it does truly dictate like kind of like that there's an a, a, a trajectory you know right and like, you a, know. like a like a tangible thing that you yep. can grab but like it but think about it like, in everything everything that we do in our entire lives even and i say this all the time within education we know that we go to school for nine months then right. we progress to the next grade we go to college for four right. years we'll get this degree we, we do this many hours and then if you want to be a teacher, you study education, whatever, and then you do that. But like for acting and everything, it's so ambiguous. There's like, yeah. who knows? We are creating our matter. own. Every day we wake up and kind of decide, which is cool, right. but also yeah. terrifying. What did Brad Pitt say? They asked him, "How did you make it?" And he said, "The only difference between me and every single person that I was coming up with was that I didn't quit." I just stayed in the game. Yeah. Because it gets like life starts happening. And I am. Um, and again, I don't, off. 
I don't think we can base it on a monetary thing. I think we've all you can't. at this I, I don't point. Think you can. Uh, you can't base you can't. it on monetary. You can't. Not base art. It on age. Not art. You can't base no. it on. But what does it have to do? With, even it, even when I was in college, I would famous. Like I would watch make... The Voice, and I would be like, "Oh, that show! Like if I could get on that." And then I got on it, and I'm like, "But if I could just..." Yeah. So like I did that. I I I right. not that that's the I'm not like bragging. I'm just saying like I no. did something that I thought would be making it. Right. And I and I did something that they say those blind auditions the for when the coaches turn their chairs like 15 yeah. million people are watching those and then it right. dies off throughout the show but 15 right. million which by the I, way I I've will never say I've never sang in front of that many in my life but I still am like wait did we take another pee break I never went pee on the first one I'm peeing <sighs> oh the bottles are piling oh. up no, dude. Getting What's drunk up? as fuck. Uh, I'm super drunk. Yeah. Uh, I will say I had one beer before you called, so I am going to be ten beers deep. So I apologize for whatever is going to happen in this last little bit. What? Uh-oh. Oh, did she where, hang where did up? Go? Oh no. It's okay. We're still recording. She can jump back on. No shit. Why are you being an asshole? Because you popped off. Because you fucking popped off. You know you, you popped off. You don't like... Put your goddamn what? hands down, fat boy. Oh, my God! Fuck you! You can do better. <laughs> I hope you fucking die on that shit. Joke what? on it, bitch. <laughs> Why did it just kick me out of this? I don't know. I don't know. Did you miss Guys, Seth's I show? I, yeah, what the fuck? Also, I'm only five beers deep. Girl. Hey, I'm proud of you, though, because you, you yeah. started at two. Your you, bar was two. You, girl, you said, you said two beers and you'd be drunk. Yeah. Five beers? I know. That's great. I love that. No, and honestly. as many beers deep as you want to be. No, I, well, I'm trying to be nine, but I do think I'd be dead at nine. Yeah, you don't have to do that. <laughs> girl, I'm but, I mean, you don't have to do that. We were just Between, discussing it. I'm going to be ten beers deep. So I, Between I got that, all yeah. of us? Between yeah, all of us? You guys should have to drink beers for me to get me to nine. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> All right. I feel like I we can get you there. All right. I appreciate it. I pr- appreciate you. Um, right. Go for it. Serious news. This first one, Seth, you'll appreciate this. Only the most reputable sources. The first one from The Onion. Oh, I love The Onion. New yeah, evidence calls reputable. into question William Shakespeare's authorship of The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. It's long been considered a cornerstone of Shakespeare's work, but historical evidence says he may not have actually been responsible for the 1995 neo-noir mystery film. That is so dumb. Oh, and before I get to this one, because this is where you'll really be speaking, this is not necessarily... Okay, quick side note. A man yes. who lost his dick to an infection. It turned black and fell <laughs> off. Through science. Oh no! Through science. This is true. His dick fell off. It's he had science. Wait, wait, wait. Start over. Why did he no. lose? His dick? Why did he lose his dick? Uh, I'm trying to be respectful of Whitney, but he. Uh, no, you're him, not. Is that in your area? He he uh, had an infection that started there, um, and his dick literally turned black and fell off. Okay. Okay. His dick. Through what? science. I wish I had the pictures. 
God damn it. I, I, should've, I should've don't wish you had the big... No. Science <laughs> is regrowing a dick. Wait, it's on his sorry, fucking wait, forearm. He has a dick. This is true. So they is are growing the onion? Oh, I, saw, I saw this. Dude has a dick hanging off his arm. This is real. Dude has he a has dick a, hanging off he, his arm. He grew a dick on his arm. He's got a dick hanging off his arm. Yep. I don't really understand. Like, can he pee out of it? Uh, well, no, because no, it's, it's like growing. Tissue. They're gonna, like they're tissue. gonna then remove it and then attach it to where it should be. Yeah, it, it's so like it's not really like a. It's not no, really. No, it's dick. a dick. It's a dick. It look. If you looked at it, it looks like a dick. But it's hanging so it'd be off. Like his if you're like, oh, I, I like, I had like a, like a, like a, I don't even know. It's like, like what? Can Dude, you, that's could what you, it is. Could He's gonna wear fucking go like long sleeve shirts because this thing's just drooping off his forearm. And oh, not like, only that. So here's my question then. With that, are you ready? Yeah. This is yes. a really question. So like, then women who have been from other countries who have this sexual like. Um, where they cut off the clit, the clit. Where they cut off yeah. where, where, yeah. where it's like. Does that mean that they can grow like yes. clit for women? Well, haven't you watched Nip Tuck? They have can do been? it off. They can cut off a section of your big toe to reconstruct it. I have. Seen but this, this is the stuff. downer. And they did do that, but is that real? Where That's are real. we going with this? That's real. Just buckle up, Whitney. Here we go. You're on the ride I'm buckling. now. buckling. <laughs> no, I'm on the ride. Yes, I'm ready. Welcome to Nine Beers. No, but this Steve, is the downer for women. Weird. Sorry, and this, I'm this water. emphasizes women here. Okay. The feeling is not the same because the of skin, course. it's only that section of skin. Now, this is the perk for this guy. The feeling, not the same. The same? He shall be a champion. But in a for good the rest way? Life. Yeah. That dude's not going to fucking blow a load too early. He's got arm skin for a dick. He'll be fine. It's not overly sensitive. He can oh go forever. <laughs> wait, instead of, wait, 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 instead wait, of four, hold on, hold on. Instead of foreskin, he's got forearm. What? <laughs> <laughs> he does. All right. He really does. Not only that, we he won't. got to pick the size. That's fine. He I'm got to pick how it that. looked. Dragging off his um, forearm right now. Okay, all right. Okay. And, no, this uh, is real. So, okay, I did sorry, see sorry, this Whitney. the other day. Yes. I know. She was one of the first pe- people to, like, tell us we talk about dicks too much. That's my one <laughs> thing. You were. You were. You were because you immediately texted me and you were like, dude, you, y'all, y'all are talking about dicks a lot. Yeah. No, but so, I was here's the deal. I wanted to know why you were talking about dicks. No, I wanted to tell you you're talking about dicks a lot. And then yeah. two, I needed to know exactly who Big B was. And oh, we confirmed that. And we confirmed. Serious news. Previous episode update. I was mm. recently contacted by Big B because he was listening mm. to episode two. And he had some okay. New information and corrections to be made as to why the enema was happening. I, I think I Please. did talk to Whitney about this. Did I talk to you about this? Oh, did this? you already talk no, to me? No, you didn't tell me deep. You, no, no, you didn't tell me uh, details. I think the people need the deets. <laughs> to clarify, um, first off, the enema was not happening for no reason. So no. at the time, on the floor that we lived on, they were doing fantasy football. The oh, gentleman yeah. who received the enema. So the, the stipulation to fantasy football is for them to start the draft. Everyone had to sign in by a specific time. Okay. This gentleman did not sign in by that specific time. Therefore, they had to reschedule their draft. Big B was 
the um, I'm forgetting the correct term, but like the chairman of the draft, right? So he was the one setting it all up. He was very frustrated. So when he rescheduled it on the ESPN site at the header, he changed the header to this gentleman's name is a twat. So <laughs> everyone saw this. Right. Now this gentleman did not realize he had been called a twat in huge block letters until he was in the shower. Now, I was here for this. I saw this. This gentleman in the shower realizes it. He gets upset. He walks out of the shower to Big B's door, grabs Big B's phone, sticks it literally in his ass, dripping wet, clenches his cheeks, and then waddles down the hall. What the fuck are you doing? He lets the Wait, phone drop hold out. on, hold on, hold on. Because he's mad. He takes the phone apart. It's got water damage, right? From oh. said individual's ass crack. <clears throat> That's so then this is, this is what Big B said to me. That he would love, like to be clarified. Love Big B. It's, that he decided it was tit for tat, even though this isn't really. No, go ahead. Oh no, you still love Big B. I loved him, loved him. Huge crush. I fucking I have a matching tattoo. <laughs> Huge I got crush. Oh yes, you do. Don't you have one? It's like living the dream. Yeah, girl, all the way down my spine. <laughs> yeah. I know. Are you proud of that? <laughs> I still hold strong to it. Yeah. So then he stipulated. So after the phone up butt incident with the gentleman <laughs> <laughs> on our floor, we had a trial. And he just and he said this tit for tat, even though it's not really tit for tat. If you sin with your ass, you're punished in your ass. That was his reasoning. You so and he also felt he that it was demented, important. demented. I don't care if you leave that in. Yeah, the dude he is. Leave it. Leave he it in. He sewed his shut. mouth shut. Leave it in. Yeah. Big B, he, come at me, baby. Come at. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. felt that it was important <laughs> to uh, clarify how it was possible because we were saying we didn't know how um, the whole enema process was given. And he mm-hmm. wanted us to know that it's it was with an Ozarka Sport Tip water bottle. No, so it was <laughs> no, not no, oh, no, no. So it was designed for it. So it was like really small tip. Yeah, it kind of honed to an end, if you would, you know, <laughs> yes. like just the tip, just just the tip. The tip. That's how he was able to do it. Tip. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> Um, and yeah, he really did sew his mouth shut. Hopefully, I'm gonna reach out to Big B. Big B, when you listen to this, um, if you still have we the do video love you. or the we YouTube you. link, yeah, we love you, man. We do love you, guys. I'm six my phone's about deep. to die, so let's I get to the information. Go. Yes, right. I gotta um, go. I gotta go. Big yes. Okay. Also, I'm just gonna throw out: if you want to go yes. to Spotify and start listening to Whitney, you should start with uh, my. F- my favorites. I'm going to tell you what my favorites are. Um, I'd love to know. Stones mm-hmm. is wonderful. It's one of my favorite songs. I love it. Um, number two, um, um, Wreck Me. Wreck Me is really good. Brilliant. Wreck Me. Fucking, it, it hits my heart in such a way I can't even tell you. And then Home. Which is from If you can go to the album. In the Van, um, the in van between. recordings of Home. Oh, really yeah. Good. The van recording her live sessions on Spotify, yeah. Home, Thank is you. so fucking good. Which she also does um, 
a recording from, uh, I think it's in between, right? You do yeah, a recording from. I think so. We did it in between and home. Home. And my personal and favorite. What's the third that you do from your live sessions? Yikes. We might have we might have done Find Your Love. I cannot remember. Right. That's okay. correct. That's, That's my correct. favorite. So, um, it's brilliant. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. Right. Please go listen to Whitney nah. Anymore because she will inspire you. She will 100%. make you feel, uh, so many things. I could talk for literally like an hour about how much I love Whitney Fenimore's music. Um, too kind. Find your love. And I hope this is yes. not offensive because every artist wants to be their own. That it almost has like a Pink Floyd feel to it. And I really like Really? That. Yes. Dude, I, so I gotta be real. I have, I, I had listened to a lot of War on Drugs that oh. year or those uh-huh. past like six months and then. I saw them at Coachella or whatever. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> I really was like inspired by them. And so that kind of oh, wow. is where that came from. And then, yeah. yeah, it did get into like a weird, like trippy last yes. like, 30 seconds of that song. You kind of like every day. What's that album um, um, that they're really famous for? Uh, Dark uh, Side of the Moon? Yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, yeah. It kind of, it could almost be Whitney's version of a track on that album. You know, Shit. it's really good. Wow. It's really yeah. good. Well, thank really you. Good. Thank yeah. you. We, Love yeah, it. I, we got to shoot a music video of that song a couple, I think it was last, no, it was last year in May with a dude from Tulsa, Nick Livingston. I don't know if you guys know him, but mm-hmm. he's a Tulsa dude. We shot it out in LA and then, um, yeah, it got some good love from like Billboard ended up like premiering it, which was awesome. That's and, oh, wow. Um, Fucking badass. I yeah, that. it was, it was cool. And yeah. So anyway, but yeah, that that all that shit's out, and then gonna put some new music out this fall, Yay. hopefully. And oh um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the well, best way for people to stay in touch is keep, keep us posted on that. I'm of course. Hey, you're putting out new music. Hell yeah, I want to know about yeah. that. Okay. Um, uh, Whitney, okay. So Whitney, before, quick, before you get to yep. cheers, right? Or yes. do you have something the same? Wait, Cody? interrupting Seth. Can you hold on two seconds? Because I really want the answer to this question. And yes. it's my last new segment. We're off the phone. You're going to give the cheers. Okay. Miley Cyrus. Feels like Miley a free Cyrus. woman since Cody Simpson split. Now, that's my last <laughs> news update. Sorry. But this is what I really want to know. Yes. When I was watching The Voice, yes. and you had to pick yes. between the two. She yes. seemed slightly annoyed that you weren't going her way. Okay. Do you remember this? But, yes, but then I did pick her. If you continued watching the show, so I picked Adam. So he, this is what I wanted switched, to know. Because she switched, because you switched. Right. But I, what I yes. want to know is yes. if there was like weird, like what the relationship was like mm. until the switch over, because she did not seem like the best uh, Yeah. Loser. It, honestly, we barely were in contact. And then when I did pick her between her and Blake, when I got stolen, I like made some jokes with her. She told me good luck. I worked with her and got to work with Kelly Clarkson on a song that I did, which oh, I don't cool. know fucking why I picked yeah, the song Calling All Angels cool. by Train. Why did I, I love do that? that song? Why? Because it's I a love great that. song. No, I know, but I don't know why I chose it, it. Whatever. But Miley was super kind. So kind. So kind, so kind. And even, I'll just say, like, there was a person on our season that passed away uh, last year oh, in February. Shit. Miley oh, paid for that person's, like, healthcare shit 
her house. Whoa. Miley and her dad sang at this lady's funeral only wow. because of the voice. So oh. she was genuine. She was genuine as fuck. And at the time I got to spend with her, she was genuine. I didn't get to like go get oh. coffee and shit with her or whatever. But like when she did have FaceTime with me, like she was as real as you can get. And Adam oh, Levine was the same. That. We didn't get like, we didn't, it was more about like the people you were competing with that you really got to know. But like the coaches, like Adam Levine was dope. I remember he, we were practicing for If It Makes You Happy by Cheryl Crow. And he was like, hey, I want to hop on the drums really quick. There's a house, there's a house band that you play with. And you all kind of like, garage band it and like learn the song yeah. together and he was kind of teaching me how to sing it and then he was like I want to jump on the drums so he literally like got on the drums and I like turned around and he's playing the drums and we're just like playing as a wow. band and they didn't even like that's put that on tv but that to me was like my favorite part right. so that's brilliant I, oh my gosh I love that that's a great story yeah. oh my that's gosh fucking cool. yeah it's so it was so cool and he at the end of the show was like listen I and I have said this a couple of times but after I didn't win, I got to like the playoffs, which was right before the right. top yeah. 10 or top 12 or whatever. So he covered up his microphone, his lapel, and he's like, fuck this show. You don't know. No one knows anyone that's won the show. Like, please keep doing music. It's just a TV show. You guys are great. And then like, oh. we went off. And he didn't have to do that because that wasn't on the show. That wasn't like being filmed. And as he's like covering his microphone, the producers were yelling at him to go talk to the other people that had just like 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 passed on through the next round, right? Like his yeah. his other team that had won. But he wanted to make sure that like we knew like it's not a big deal. So I wow. loved that he didn't have to. Do yeah, that, that wasn't I like a part wonderful. of the contract or whatever. And so yeah, yeah, I think that's always helped me to know that like look, it's a TV show number one, number two, like it's not it's not the end of the world and like it was just as you guys know it was like another stepping stone in my career it yeah, was not, it right. was just one more thing to try and get Absolutely. me to the next spot awesome opportunity met some like incredible people and it's opened a couple of doors and that's been great it's not like the yeah. end all be all but it was really really cool i genuinely yeah. like adam levine is one of my favorite artists and writers like since I was 15 so to be able yeah. to work with him was really so like awesome. yeah it'd be like whatever like working with Brad Pitt or like what I don't know yeah like, right. no like, yeah you can yeah. just say yeah. his name because that's, that's what exactly. it is yeah. Yeah. yeah like it was just one of those moments where I was like oh fuck like that I remember listening to songs about Jane when I was 15 years old yeah. and being like this band there's something different about them and so like having him critique my music and so fucking cool whatever was like a really Amazing. really cool opportunity but anyway yeah that. well girl yeah um what do your you want to cheers to it's your toast yeah. i have literally one sip of beer left also thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show do i know I? said it but thank you so thank you much for asking thank you. me yeah. thank yeah. you oh guys gosh. for asking me i love yes. that and i love getting to catch up we need to actually yeah. catch up sometime off, yes, off please. The record. Yes, um, please. But cheers to like continuing this crazy, this crazy journey and uh, not stopping until we get what we want. Yeah. But Fuck yeah, you yeah. guys are awesome. Thank you for Fuck having yeah. me. Love you. Yeah. Love you all. We love, love everyone that takes the time to listen to the show. 
please yeah. subscribe, like us. Yeah. We're gonna keep making like this us. shit. On Apple uh, Podcast, yeah. leave us a little like um, review. Review, because we just want to be sponsored by Bud Light, and we just want to make money <laughs> to make you guys laugh and have fun. Bud Light, Live. so Whitney, thank you so much for coming yeah. on. We both You're love welcome. you so much. We can't even put into words how much we love you. Guys, you can Sorry. find Whitney. Um, her, she just released it, or she released an EP in 2019. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, yeah. we're not um, it's really good. on Spotify. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. It is called Highs and Lows. Um, yes. The best place to follow Whitney is at Whitney Finnemore, so W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-F-E-N-I-M-O-R-E, Whitney Finnemore on Instagram. And you can find um, merch and anything like that that you want to find from Whitney Finnemore from WhitneyFinnemore.com. How easy is that? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Whitney Finnemore. So How wonderful. Oh my gosh. Nine Love beers you deep, you motherfuckers. <laughs>